Do not seek validation from others when you haven't validated yourself. I need to always remember this. Hello everyone, my name is Toby and welcome to the Steady Making It podcast, a podcast all about encouraging driven women to embrace the small steps it takes to build a fulfilling life on their terms. I'm actually filming this episode for YouTube, um, so I've posted my previous episodes on YouTube before, but this is my first time I'm posting with the intention to post on YouTube. So if you're watching on YouTube, hey, you're probably gonna see me looking down a lot of my computer, looking at my notes. Um, but thank you for being here. Hit that subscribe button. I can't believe I'm one of those YouTubers saying that, but yes, subscribe, please. And if you're not on YouTube, go over there and find me, Life with Toby, or you can search um, Steady Making It Podcast. And hopefully if the SEO is right, I should pop up and please subscribe to me then. How's everyone doing? Um, I can't believe it's already halfway through November. We're almost done with the year. I usually love the holidays. I, I still do love the holidays. Um, when the end of the year is approaching, the Christmas lights are going up, everyone's feeling festive, you're spending more time with family. It's just a great time of the year for me. I think also, because by the time of this year rolls around, or by the time this time of the year rolls around, I am extremely tired and just looking forward to the rest and relaxation I get at the end of the year. I take like a month off, guys. I don't start January 1st ready to go, and I've talked about this before. It usually takes me a minute to get going in the new year, probably like by the second month, third month, I'm feeling like, okay, we can get started. So I look forward to the end of the year. Um, I go back home to Nigeria, spend time with family, see friends that I literally don't see all year round. Um, I've already missed like two weddings. Um, of my friends that have happened recently just because i'm just not there so it'll be good to go back and catch up so let me know if you guys like the holidays um i know sometimes it can be a tough time for some people um maybe missing loved ones or family or just feeling lonely or they're by themselves so i'm grateful that i still have positive memories attached to it and if you don't sending all my love um to you that you can find people to spend the holidays with or just find moments where you don't feel as lonely um, and also wanted to start a segment where I sort of share um, podcasts or books or things that I'm reading or doing or have switched up in my routine and hopefully it's helpful to someone. Um, so for a podcast right now, I listen to the Pivot podcast. It's like a business and tech podcast. It's pretty interesting. That's how I sort of get like my news about like the tech industry or like um, film or like politics. They sort of touch on different aspects of it and the hosts are like um really witty so i appreciate that um i also started um or i've put a new book in my amazon cart that i'm probably going to start probably at the end of this year beginning of next year and it's shonda rhymes year of yes book um where apparently um she was like more introverted or like quiet or something i'm, I'm probably paraphrasing and she challenged herself to say yes to every opportunity that came her way. And that is something I definitely wanna embody next year. I feel like the older I get, I've become less or more risk averse. Whereas when I was younger, I used to like take more risks. At least I think so. Cause I'll be like, well, I'm just 23. Like, you know, if it doesn't work out, who cares? I still have time to like fix this. Um, but now I'm 29 guys, I'm 29. Um, so, you know, I'm feeling a little bit more like, you know, if I mess this up, this could probably derail me a little bit. So I want to get back to how I was before where I was, um, yeah, just more open into taking risks and just being like, let's see what happens. Let's see. So that's a book that I have coming up that I want to read. I'm also still reading uh, Michelle Obama's second book, Becoming. Haven't finished that yet. I'm actually embarrassed because I feel like I took that book with me on vacation um, in April. And you know how you always take that book on vacation? I actually saw 
funny TikTok about this, how you have that one vacation book you bring on every vacation and you still haven't finished it. So um, yes, I took that book with me on vacation in April and I still have not finished it. Y'all, I always have the best intentions, but yeah, I will finish it this year. Actually, let me not promise because I probably wouldn't, but I'm reading that. So I want to spend today's episode reminding you about a few things. So through conversations with friends and family this year and conversations with myself too, I realized that we all need to constantly remind ourselves about certain things on this journey we call life. So in less than two months, it'll be 2024. So I thought this was a perfect time to just have a couple of things that you should keep top of mind going into the new year. Um, so I'm gonna come up with five things that I always want you to remember. So let's just get started. So for number one, we're starting off a reminder that I still struggle to accept, which is that sometimes, sometimes, you will be the villain in someone else's story and it is okay, it's fine. Um, I think they say there's three sides to every story. So there's your side, the other person's side and the truth, right? So if you have conflict with someone, they have their own sense of what their own version of the story or what they believe to be true and you have your own side. And sometimes their side of the story might have you maybe not reflected in the best light or maybe they feel like the blame is more yours, like you're to blame. And you might not b believe that what they think about you is an accurate reflection of your character. And we struggle with that. I definitely struggle with that, where it's like, I wanted to be known that I was not necessarily right, but I don't want this situation to ever be told to someone else. And they see that I was the person that was negative in this situation, or I was the wrong person, or I was the person to blame and really, really thinking about that. But sometimes there's literally nothing you can do about that. They're gonna think you're the person to blame. They're gonna think you're the bad person and you just have to learn to let it go. So again, I'm not saying it's okay to be a bad, horrible, rude person. I'm talking about specific scenarios, scenarios where you feel like you can confidently stand in your truth. If someone still doesn't see it that way, then it's okay with moving on and not trying to get them to see otherwise. We just have this obsession with being like, so I know this would be a hard one for people, but let me know if you have any experience with this. Like if you are the one to blame in a situation or a friend thinks you're the one to blame or anything like that how did you handle that but that's just something i want you to remember that sometimes you'll be the bad person in someone else's story and it's okay I'll reflect going back to the same point like once you've taken time to reflect and be like okay did i actually do something negative or did i actually do something that i could have handled better next time actually reflect don't just like feel like you're automatically always right in every situation so after you reflect, if you still feel like um, you guys are still not agreeing with who was to blame or you're not agreeing with how the each of you see, sees the situation, sometimes you just have to let it lie like that. Second thing to remember, this is a very important one. You are not your job title. I'll say it again. You are not your job title. It's very, very easy to fall into this trap of really crafting our whole identity around what we do for work. When you go to an event or you meet someone new, you know, after introducing yourself and saying your name, the next question they ask you usually is what do you do for work? So it's very easy to really merge how we see ourselves by what our jobs are. Now, even if you love your job and you're super passionate about it, and let me tell you what the danger is in still doing this. If you should lose your job, either through a layoff, and a lot of layoffs have been happening like this year, last year, so if you lose your job, either through a layoff or just any circumstance, you really have an identity crisis where you struggle to reconcile who you are without your fancy job title or your fancy company um, that's attached to you. Not only are you worried about how people would see you without that job title, 
you yourself don't know what you think about yourself and how to show up in places without that crutch you held on to because it was a crutch. I really challenge you to find new ways to describe yourself without once mentioning where you work or what your job title is. So let's try that. Now, again, let's say you love being a community organizer, for example, and you see it as an integral piece of identity, um, piece of your identity and who you are. I'm not saying you can't talk about that. Next time you're describing yourself, instead of saying like, I'm a blank and I work at blank, why don't you say I'm Toby and I love advocating for like government assistance for seniors in underrepresented neighborhoods. So you're describing the type of work you like to do and that you're passionate about and that you feel is part of you, but you're not necessarily attaching yourself to the company that you work for. So let's try that instead. So another point is detaching your identity from your job titles goes beyond you know, how you describe yourself or things you say, it also can be reflected in how you set your boundaries around work. So are you that person that even when you know you don't really have to, you're constantly pulling out your phone to check on emails or responding to emails on vacation, again, just because you're so into your job, no one actually asks you to do it, so why are you? Are you taking work losses super personally? Not saying that if you're not performing well at work, or receiving negative feedback, you know, you won't get in your feelings about that, that's normal. Um, but you really shouldn't be so down that it's really impacting your mental health or making you super miserable. So we need to get back to honoring ourselves and setting those boundaries between work and life and remembering that we are whole beings, guys, and we're completely loved and valued outside of what we do for work. So society will make this a tough one to remember because work and capitalism and all that is constantly rewarded. So maybe write it down on a sticky note somewhere you'll see every day to remind yourself you are not your job title. All right, number three. And this kind of is almost like in the same vein as number two, which is, guys, we need to get back to having hobbies. And also another thing, you don't need to monetize your hobbies. So I feel like side hustles kind of killed hobbies um, and I'm a fan of a side hustle. I love a side hustle. I have multiple side hustles um, and with inflation and all these prices going up, I really feel like everyone should have more than one stream of income, but not everything has to be monetized. It's okay to have a hobby, things we just do for fun, to relax, to calm us down. This could be painting, going to the gym, cooking, photography, bird watching. Um, literally anything that is fun for you and you just enjoy doing. So, and by the way, you also don't need to be good at your hobby. I feel like there's this perception that you need to be good at your hobby. Um, for example, I like to sketch and like doodle and I actually bought this book from Amazon that's like 100 doodles or something that shows you how to like draw a cat's face or like a dog. It's just like little doodles that I just enjoy doing just like as a way to like relax me and calm me down. That's not like watching TV or looking at a screen. I'm in no way great at it, but it's something I love to do. So a lot of times we will enjoy doing something and then people are like, oh my God, you should totally make this a business. I've been very guilty about this. I've been telling my friends all the time, you should make this a business, especially when I see they're, they're very good at something. Um, but yeah, I need to remind myself, and that's why I'm reminding y'all too, that it's okay to be good at something and not have to monetize it. It's okay to have a hobby and not monetize it. It's okay to not be good at your hobby but just like imploring you to like have activities that you do outside of work and don't say brunch is a hobby I, I love going to a brunch but it's not a hobby get something that you can actually do um maybe something that sparks your creativity again that relaxes you um and just find a hobby to do and it's okay to not to monetize it so think about what you enjoy doing to pass your time or when you need a mental break and if you don't have anything and all you do is work then it's time to think of something 
literally just google hobbies to try and you'll see a lot of options and just have fun like trying them and let me know where your hobbies are if you have any if you're working on getting a hobby let me know message me if you want me to give you ideas um, so that's your reminder number three reminder number four and this is for my girls in relationships or dating if it feels too hard or there's too much conflict in the early stages of your relationship then it's probably not the right relationship I'll say it again, if it feels too hard or there's too much conflict in the early stages of your relationship, then it's probably not the right relationship. Someone said this on Twitter um, a while back and I completely agreed. Like, I feel like in the early stages of your relationship, it's supposed to be the honeymoon stage. Not saying there are not differences that you might work through. Obviously you're meeting someone else that was raised differently, maybe from a different background, you know, grew up entirely different from you. So you guys might approach certain things differently. But there's a difference between that, like working through just those, you know, differences and arguing and fighting and you feeling so um, down, sad, um, you know, anxious in those early stages of the relationship. It's called the honeymoon stage for a reason. So if you're not having the time of your life, you're not feeling like full of joy and happy and just excited to get to know this person, then it's probably not the right relationship. Again, I'm not saying that you don't come across differences and you don't like have little arguments, maybe, I don't know. But those early stages of the relationship, you're supposed to feel happy. You're not supposed to be crying yourself to sleep. You're not supposed to be anxious. You're not supposed to be feeling so much tension. You're not supposed to be sad. You're supposed to be happy. It's the honeymoon stage. So it is not normal. I don't care what nobody says. It is not normal to um, feel like it's hard, like, oh, you know, relationships are so hard. We have to like work through a lot of things. Girl, it's been three months. Like, no, no. <laughs> what are you working through that feels so hard? You're not supposed to be having so much conflict. You're not supposed to be sending so many long texts back and forth in those early stages, especially. So again, if it feels too hard or there's too much conflict, it is not the right relationship. I stand by this. And that's your reminder number four. Number five, our final reminder for today's episode. I could probably go on, but I'll cap it at five. This one is a lesson I learned this year and I'm constantly trying to keep top of mind. So do not seek validation from others when you haven't validated yourself. I need to always remember this. So here's what I mean. You have an idea or a dream or something on your mind and you instantly go tell your friends or someone because you want them to validate you and tell you you're gonna be great at it and your idea makes sense and it's gonna be so good and you're gonna be so successful. But because you haven't fully validated yourself, that means you have doubt, right? That's why you went to go seek that validation so early. But what happens if you go tell that wrong person and they put in doubt in your, like they sprinkle even more doubt um, in your mind and they discourage you, they say something negative and it just really affects you and sets you all the way back. And that's what happens when you try and go and get validation from other people when you haven't fully felt validated yourself and felt confident in your idea or your dream or whatever that is. So we all know people that will cheer you on no matter what. So I've even talked about like um, being Delulu for my friends. And I love cheering them on and doing all that. But the thing is like, you need to be able to be Delulu for yourself. So even if you have those supportive friends that, you know, like if I go to them, I know they'll cheer me on. And maybe if I'm feeling doubtful, they'll give me the courage and make me feel brave or whatever. But even if they do that, if you still don't believe in yourself, you're nowhere. So you need to find ways to get that validation from yourself and believe in yourself first before you go tell anybody. Even if it's a supportive friend, don't go tell them yet. Go feel confident in your idea first. And yes, sometimes like when you're going back and forth and you're weighing out, maybe you want to start a business, you're weighing out the pros and cons. Sometimes you do need to talk it out 
which is where I strongly caution you to make sure, again, that you're careful about who you talk to and make sure you go talk to someone maybe who has a great track record of always supporting you and your dreams and things that you brought to them before. Um, but even after you do that, you still need to find that validation within yourself. So be fully confident in your idea. Let it marinate in you. Build confidence in it. Maybe you need to practice it some more to get class, whatever it is that you need to feel fully confident and ready. That way, when you do share it with someone or it's just out there, um, no matter what people really say, you don't really care because you've already validated yourself. Um, and really, what makes their opinions or thoughts more important than how you see yourself? Nothing. So the validation you're looking for starts from within. So get it from yourself first. All right, those are five reminders that I want you to keep top of mind as we close out 2023 and head into the new year. Um, were there any reminders that resonated with you? I would love to know if there are any reminders that you have for yourself from this year that you want to make sure like, I hope I remember this all 2024. Definitely comment below if you're watching on YouTube or DM me on Instagram at steadymakingit or email me steadymakingitpod at gmail.com. Um, and I would love to know your reminders for the year. Maybe I can add some more to this list. Um, it's always good to keep learning and growing. I love to learn from y'all. So definitely DM me and let me know. And now we are about to answer um, a listener's question or I guess like advice. So I asked on um, Instagram for you guys to send me any questions or advice that you needed and someone wrote me in. So we're about to answer that right now. All right, I asked you guys on Instagram to DM me if you needed encouragement about a season that you were in or if you needed advice. And someone wrote in needing some encouragement um, about the current season that they're in, which is applying for jobs but not securing interviews. Definitely relate to that. I feel like we've all been there. I've applied for jobs multiple times and have, I'm always looking for a job probably like every two years or so. Um, so definitely understand how you feel. Um, so for some encouragement, one is that this will pass. It will definitely pass right now you're in the middle of it it feels like you will never get a job but i promise you that you will hard work to me will always get rewarded i just believe that and it's something you have to believe too so you're waking up every day you're uh, working on your applications you're sending those resumes um you're on linkedin trying to connect with people your hard work will get rewarded the market that we're in right now is tough but it will pass you will get a job so that's something that i need you to believe in to help make this season a little bit easier to get through one of my aunts has a phrase actually saying a thousand years is not forever. Um, so even a thousand years will come and go. So right now it feels like you're in that middle of a thousand years, but I promise you that it will pass. Another thing that you can do to sort of encourage yourself is I feel like a lot of times when people are applying for a job, it becomes the end all be all. Again, I know like people have different financial situations. It, it could be something that's very pressing where you need it right now and you're financially pressed. Even in that case, there's only so much you can do in the job application, um, like applying for a job. So once you've hit your like your limit, like maybe like I want to apply for 10 jobs a day. Once you've applied for 10 jobs, take a break. Go take a walk, watch a show. If you're working part time or, you know, you have a smaller job um, that you're working in the meantime, you know, go to work and focus on that. Call a friend, talk to them, literally do something else. So what my schedule was when I was searching for a job for months was I would treat it like a nine to five um, where I would like get up, sit on a desk, connect with people on LinkedIn, email people, ask for um, informational chats, like just like apply for jobs, work on my resume, do all that. And I would do that from about like, you know, 9, 30, 10 to like about four ish. And then I'll take a break. And on the weekends, I would do nothing at all. So I treated it like a full time job and that helped me. Um, 
you know, focus on it and feel like I was putting in the work that I needed to, but also just sort of step away from it as well. Because again, there's only so much you can do. So you're going to drive yourself crazy if you're constantly applying for jobs like, you know, till midnight every single day, Saturday and Sunday, and it feels like that's your whole world. Yes, it is important to put in your all and, um, you know, put a lot of hard work in it, but it can't be every single thing. You need to get out and get some sunshine, take a walk and step away from it. So that's sort of my encouragement. I want you to believe that you will get a job. I want you to believe that your hard work will be rewarded. And make sure that if you know if you know you're not putting everything in it, make sure you start switching that right now. So you should be reaching out to people on LinkedIn. You should be asking for informational chats. If there's a co company that you really like and they're not hiring, what's a team that, you know, if they were hiring you would like to join? Identify those people on LinkedIn, reach out to them, introduce yourself and say, "Hey, like I would just love 20 minutes of your time to learn more about your role and the type of work your team does. Literally, that's it. Um, and if you have any more questions about this, please DM me and we can talk about that one-on-one, -on -one. but that's what I'll do. Um, but yeah, you will get through this. You will get a job um, and just stay focused on that. Believe in that, but more importantly, step away from it. So once you have finished applying for your jobs for the day, step away from it. Um, I am really, really rooting for you and yeah, you'll get something. You'll be just fine. And that's today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you're on YouTube, thank you for watching on YouTube. I want to leave you with one small step to take after this episode, which is to take out a piece of paper and answer this question. If someone asks you to tell them about yourself, what would you say without mentioning your job title or what you do for work? Like, can you do that? Can you describe who you are without mentioning your job title and what you do for work? Let me know if you're able to do that. If you want to share with me, email me steadymakingitpod at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at steadymakingit. Leave a comment wherever you're watching this and I will see you next time.